Talking rugby, <laughs> telling stories, rugby pick'em. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. I'm BT. I'm here with a very, very special guest, an Auckland specialist. Mickey Bateman. Mix, thanks for coming through. Cheers, having me, Bichet. We got our producer, Johnny Hot Sauce, in the building. Hello. But Mix, the reason we have you on is Super Rugby Aotearoa. Aotearoa, one of the many name pronunciations. We are going to try and hack our way through Maori today on the podcast. And if you are a Kiwi, a New Zealander, I apologize for over-explaining, but our Fan base is mostly American, so we're going to walk them through everything they need to know. Super Rugby Aotearoa. 2020, basically we got the first country to get COVID under control. Mickey, I will say off the bat, you have a natural advantage in fighting COVID because you're an island, but congratulations to your country and your government because you're the first ones putting on live sport in a while. Um, yeah, it's all easier to control, but... Uh... I think New Zealand's pretty proud to have their sport on show this weekend. So We're also happy to have Mickey in just because obviously everybody knows that Glendale has withdrawn from the MLR. Before this, Mickey's Meals was feeding the team on a regular basis, but you pivoted and in a COVID world, now you're feeding frontline workers. So Mickey, we applaud you for that. We hope the business continues to grow and be successful. and. Quite frankly, I'm excited for the wings that are in the oven. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Yeah, extremely, uh, extremely grateful for everyone at Glendale City for the opportunity to keep uh, keep feeding our team. And uh, long may it continue. Well, let's hop into it, Mickey. We have five historic franchises. We have to start with your woeful Auckland Blues. For those that don't know, Mickey hails from Auckland. They've been woeful, mate, since they, the 0-3 final. They have been woeful in the past. There's been a, I think a pretty rough, a pretty rough decade for Blues fans. Hey, Mickey, um, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup last yay, year. Yeah, we support the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Shout out to Lindenwood Rugby, my little home for the last uh, four years before coming out to Denver. But yeah, nah, Blue, Blue, Auckland Blues fan, true and true, and I'm uh, stoked that they had a good start to the Super Rugby season, and I'm <laughs> looking forward to seeing them continue that form. New Zealand is a country with deep rugby history, and each Super Rugby team pulls from a specific province. So for Auckland, you're going to see provinces like Northland, North Harbour, Auckland, and I put this in parentheses, I said maybe counties Manukau? Yeah, so that the counties fans would either be Blues supporters or Chiefs supporters. But okay. if you look in the past, we've had like Frank Halley, Peter Arkey, all guys that have played for counties and represented the Blues fairly well. Frank Halley, shout out AGs. Yeah. We saw you got on that hot streak towards the end of the year. Uh, but let's hop into the fan base. Mickey, it seems like the Auckland Blues and allow me to kind of create the picture of you right now. It's the, this is our year type of fan. Every year you think it's gonna be great. You're always disappointed in the long run. You're always full of excuses. Oh, mate, we had injuries. We had this and that. Uh, but for the most part, since 2003, we know Taylor Howden's been a ride or die Blues fan, but it's been tough. 
It's been tough sledding. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been super tough for Blues fans, and I can definitely attest to being one of those guys at the start of every season, being like, "Fuck yeah, this is going to be the Blues season," you know. Um, but for whatever reason, it hasn't really gone our way, and now we finally got some uh, some gas in the arsenal or some some new some tools. petrol. Yeah, some new tools to play with in the Blues franchise, and we we might be laughing this year. So in the past, the Blues are actually three and zero in final games. Unfortunately, they're kind of like the Green Bay Packers in the sense that they opened up with the first and second uh, Super Rugby finals, uh, crushing the Sharks and the Brumbies. Um, in 96 and 97, but they didn't really come back into relevancy until 03 when they got that big win against the Crusaders. So you would say it's a perfect record in finals, but when you're a New Zealand rugby franchise and you don't make finals appearances, they've only had two semifinal appearances since 03. It's been woeful, mate. Yeah, it's been woeful. But let's hop into the hot roster that you have now. Um, We're going to break it down. For each team, we're going to do two stars, Two pups, meaning a young, kind of low-capped player, brought to you by Fiona Hewitt, our cute puppy in studio that's currently napping at the feet of Johnny Fuego. Um, <laughs> but we're also going to do two randos. We're going to pepper Mickey with random players from the roster, and he is just such an encyclopedia of knowledge, he's going to spit up whatever he has on that player. Uh, Mix, do you want to give us a little background on where you played your high school rugby so we can understand all these connections? Sure, yeah. So um, I grew up in Auckland and went to King's College. And um, King's College was very, very fortunate enough to be surrounded by a bunch of uh, good players and uh, great coaches, which have obviously helped a bunch of these guys get through to you know play representative rugby and super rugby. So yeah, I played Auckland rugby, a few age group rep teams, played my first 15 rugby at King's College, and then uh, continued through with uh, college rugby at Lindenwood in America. Well, it's good to have you over in the States, but we want to hear about some of your past, some of the players you've interacted with. We got to start with two stars of this team. I mean, you don't need to have a deep New Zealand history to know the mega names that have signed with the Auckland Blues. For a while, Bowden Barrett was the biggest signing ever in Super Rugby New Zealand history. It was like, holy shit, we have this star for the Hurricanes who's going over to the Blues. But that didn't last long because a more recent signing came in. It made it sound like it was old news. Dan Carter is now an Auckland Blue. Yeah. Is, a, do you say blue in this similarity? No, oh, uh, yeah, he is he's, a blue. He's a single blue. He is a blue. But he's part of the blues. Yeah, yeah. Interesting move. Like, obviously, neither of those dudes are from Auckland. Um, so I think it's pretty smart in terms of generating a bit of uh, excitement around the team and their newfound success before either of them came in, you know, in, this, in the 2020 Super Rugby that was already played. The Blues were near the top of the table and they hadn't had the help of Bodie or DC. So, so it's I like think, icing on the cake. Yeah. And I've got a little um, a little personal one about Bodie. I've met Bodie before. Um, we were at a, a Snoop Dogg concert and one of my best mates, Nick Ropati, was going out with a chick who uh, was best friends with Bowden Barrett's now wife. So we were watching Snoop Dogg concert and there was Bowden Barrett wearing his basketball singlet watching uh watching the show, enjoying the show right next to us. Having a crack with old Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he gets into a bit of Snoop. 
gone to your head, who do you start at 10 right out the gate? I mean, tomorrow, I think, night, tomorrow night's game. Yeah, so tomorrow night's game, oh, they got Oteri Black starting at 10, got Bodie at 15, which is quite easy because you think about, like, if you're Bodie, you come into a new situation, a new team, and you want to be a leader, but they've already had a successful season in 2020 without him. So putting him straight into 10 is a quite a crucial position. So yeah. I think sliding him into fullback is maybe a bit less pressure on him to be a complete, like leading the team around the field, but he'll be able to influence the team a lot from back there. And then maybe second half we'll see him stroll into 10 and take control like he does. Just cut a gap. Yeah. Find a prop just yeah. sitting there just on his like, heels. Yeah, just yeah. slice them open, you know. I love that. We got two serious stars in Bodie Barrett, Dan Carter, but two pups of this Auckland Blues team. Tell me about Dalton Papali. So Dalton Papali'i? Papali'i. Again, I have to apologize. I'm going to butcher some Maori pronunciations, but I will try my best. And we'll call in uh, producer John for some of the hardest pronunciations, who's Canadian. So, you know, it's just going to make for a great, great combo. Oh, yeah. So um, Dalton's a young, uh, like, Lucy. He came out of St. Kent's College, which played in the same tourney that we did. Ever heard of him? In South Auckland. Yeah, um, St. Kent's and King's, pretty pretty similar, both private schools with, like, good rugby programs. But Dalton was captain of that St. Kent's team um, and I think played first 15 for three years. And he's actually had a cap for the All Blacks already. So I don't know if you knew that, but I think with a, a bit more game time this season, he Ooh. could be... Uh, yeah. We're calling him a pup, and he's a capped all black. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you got to maybe think, think back on that. He got his first attempt at a start when he took over for Blake Gibson for Auckland Mitre 10. And then he got his second coming out party where he got his first all black cap when Sam Kane got hurt uh, in the romp. 69 to 31 over Japan in Ajinomoto Stadium. Yeah, so, um, and like both those, I mean, you think about flankers in New Zealand rugby. When Richie McCall has 141 caps, yeah. like, you need something bad to happen to get your chance. Yeah, but as I mean, bad as that sounds. I'm sure we'll see as we go through the other teams where there's loaded, like, really good players playing in the loose forwards and all over the, all over the New Zealand team. So there's already. Sam Kane, who's there for the All Blacks. Richie, who was obviously there prior to Sam Kane. So there's a lot of young flankers like Dalton and like Blake, who we're about to speak about, who are like kind of on that cusp. And if there are two or three injuries in that position, we're lucky in New Zealand. We've got like a few good players who could who can step up into that role. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Like he was released after he got his cap by Hansen in 2019, but it's... New coach, new page, yeah. Ian Foster. So we will see on Dalton Papali'i. Papali'i. Tell me about Blake Gibson, another pup. So Blake's actually from the same school as Dalton, and I think he was the captain of St. Kent's the year before So you're saying Blake St. Kent's? Yes. I thought you said St. King's. That's why I said no, 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 no. <laughs> St. Kent's, K-E-N-T-S. Yeah, so they wear like a royal blue uniform and they have bagpipes. Um, so yeah, Blake, he was captain at St. Kent's, I think, the year after Dalton. Um, but he's just hard as nails and he's had a pretty rough time with injuries and the same thing with having lots of competition in that position. And I think um, you see like Dalton and Blake are still around. That's like a, a testament to 
those dudes' mental strength because I'm sure Blake's been all black as well, um, and I'm sure they've missed out on selections or teams here and there that they've been disappointed with, but um, they still keep showing up for the Blues and keep putting their hands up for whatever audience. I'm not sure um, who of them would be like closer to being in the All Black mix, but I feel like Blake and Dalton are both they're, they're, they're on the cusp, on the same level. Yeah, like they've both had a bit of experience, and they're probably like maybe a good season away from being back in that All Black thought. I, I'll never be in all black. Yeah. You're wearing the jersey, bro. I, 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 I had to show love tonight with uh, the super coming back on. But I got to say, the only thing that's probably harder than playing really good provincial rugby and even super rugby and not getting selected is getting selected like Blake and Dalts. Dalts. And then getting cut and then getting starved out. I mean, that has to suck because you're like, I made it, but I did something wrong. But in reality, sometimes it's just a coach trimming his team. Or it's a matter of fact you've got Sam Kane, Richie McCaw, uh, Luke Jacobson, and other flankers that are, you know, like taking whatever opportunity they're being given and doing maybe a tiny bit more with it. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's a hard life making the All Blacks. But let's move on to our two randos. You ready? I'm throwing names at you right now. Yeah. Tell me about uh, Marcel Renata. Mas. Mas. Uh, big boy. Also went to King's College. So he's at the same high school as me. <laughs> and uh, he, was, he was our prop. He always used to have like big, long hair. Um, I actually came back to New Zealand. What's his nickname? Mas. Big uh, Mas. Big Mas. Yeah, yeah. Big Mas. <laughs> Um, we used to work together stocking beers as well and then uh, he's obviously cracked it in super rugby and playing rugby full time now so yeah it's good to see he's from uh, Varsity which was the last club I played for in Auckland as well so there's a lot of proud Vipers rugby fans out there that are stoked to see a, a Vipers boy representing the Blues there you go Vipes yeah. and uh, you know this name but Akira Iwani yeah Akira so he was at the uh, like opposition rivalry high school with me, which was Auckland Grammar, King, King's College versus Auckland Grammar. is probably one of the... Shout out Taylor Hub. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, it's probably one of the... Uh, probably one of the most fierce high school rivalries, prob- rugby rivalries probably in the whole world. Like I couldn't... I seriously couldn't imagine anything more. So it, yeah, it's been big for a long time. Um, but yeah, Kira played there. And he was huge when we were at high school. I think he was probably like a pretty similar size to like what he is now. But I remember him thro- like throwing us, throwing everyone around. Her. He was like big and powerful at that at that high school age. That's perfect. And right. yeah, obviously his little brother Rico was not far behind him playing in that grammar first. He should have made our stars. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to outshine Bodie Barry and Dan Carter, but Rico, you want to, don't sleep on him. Uh, Logan named his new dog after him. All right. There you go. We're, we're one through five. How do you feel, Mick? Good. Great. Yeah. Loving, love covering the blues. And he does that very easily as yeah. a, what should we call a it? Proper a tortured blues fan. blues fan. Can I just say one other thing? I think if you're a proper blues fan in 2020, you can also appreciate the amount of talent that we have playing in other franchises that represent them as key players. Like... Good Hugh at 12 for the Crusaders. Oh, like come off Vince it, Arso mate. at 12 for the Hurricanes. Um, but you just said it yourself. Bodie Barrett and Dan 
Carter uh, are not Auckland boys. No, but see, I think that's so a, it's a I give think, and take. I think that's a great executive move in terms of pulling a wide fan base. Yeah, and they've got like, people from all around the world who are now excited to watch the Blues play yeah. with the two hottest men possibly. Yeah, because the, the people in charge are like our most popular city. Stinks. As hottest men will go to say. Here we go. The Hurricanes. We'll call this... Is there a name for the region? Um, the Wellington region. Okay. The East Coast, Poverty Bay, tough name, Hawks Bay, Wanganui, Manawatu, Oro Wenua Kapiti, <laughs> Waipara Bush, Waipara Bush, <laughs> and Wellington. So yeah, fan base in Wellington, before you get into anything, I must say that a lot of people I know from Wellington have taken to a slightly alternative lifestyle. You see lots of like skinny jeans and high-cut boots on your males. Um, and then... So the Melbourne of New Zealand. Yeah, Melbourne of New Zealand, maybe. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, creative and artsy people that are at that Wellington University, which also plays a big part into that ulti kind of culture. So they've got a good creative fan base down in, uh, down for the Hurricanes. Love it. Let your freak flag fly. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it looks like they're one and two in their title games, which honestly isn't terrible. Uh, if you're a South African fan base, you'd kill for three finals. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shot at you, Barry Herbert. <laughs> they got their first loss in 2006. They ran into that Crusader fucking wave that dominated the mid-2000s. And then the 2015 final, to me, has some historical importance with the All Black 9 jersey. As we all know, if you've watched the All Blacks, like TJ and Aaron Smith have battled it out for the jersey, and Aaron Smith's kind of... Always had the one up on him, and I think that was a final where the Highlanders beat the Hurricanes by one score. But Aaron Smith kind of said, "This is my jersey. Your your time will come, but this is my run." Yeah. Who else was there? I think it was Malachi Fikitoa in that year. Oh, big also, fix. Yeah, he was the an deck pick. And then uh, Waisaki Naholo in that year. I love Naholo. Yeah, I think there were like a, a few guys in that in that Highlanders side that year that kind of like Marty Banks. Marty Banks might be the one of New Zealand. Most like, underrated players, underspoken legends. You want to know why he's underrated? Because his hair just stinks. He's um, got he's got a white jufro. Well, why did Colin Slade get popular? <laughs> or why is Mitchell Drummond you popular? Mean Colin Glassjaw Slade. <laughs> Either way, the Hurricanes finally turn it around. They win the 2016 final. There's got to be something said to losing a final in a gutting way and coming back the next year and doing it, but. That was when Bodie Barrett kind of put his foot down and said, I'm the king here. Uh, they, they smashed the Lions 20-3 in the rain. Let's talk about the 2020 team. Two stars. Um, so TJ, obviously. I think like he's been sitting behind Aaron Smith for like, you know, probably the last half decade. He's ready. Yeah, I think he's ready, you know. Maybe like times have turned. He's had like a few years where he's had a bit of adversity in that number nine jersey and having to play off the bench in crucial games. And I think um, playing consecutive games against Brad Weber and Aaron Smith um, could give him like the opportunity to bump himself ahead. And then I think another player that you can't really look past for the Canes, although he's not starting this week, is uh, young Geordie. Geordie. Young Geordie. Who's like, I hear the Bodie Barrett hype. 
but I'm shorting Bodie Barrett's stock. I'm shorting that <laughs> stock, and I'm going long on futures for Jordy Barrett and Scotty Barrett. Yeah, I think Jordy. Yeah, Jordy. Give a, me the younger brothers. Jordy's a great investment um, for your st- rugby stocks for the future. He's um, tall. Jordy, I think, can do everything that Bodie does, but he's taller. Ranger, sure, he doesn't have the straightaway speed. But we don't all need to be track runners here. If you can win the high ball and you can make back three decisions, you are you can be useful. Yeah. And I just think, I think there's a there's a higher ceiling there. Yeah, and quite that, literally with his height. That um, the, yeah, the the height you can't get past it because Jordy's a lot more physical than Bodie. You oh, can yeah. see that on the field. Yeah, I mean when Jordy was straight out of school, he was playing for Canterbury Mitre Cup, and I think he was playing centre for a couple of years. And so he was up against your like Lani Nalmapis, your Vince Arsos, um, all these huge big centres. Young 19-year-old did very well in that position. And uh, yeah, no, I think I think stocks on Geordie for the future are definitely to be kept a close eye on. Now, gentlemen, for a American slash Canadian listener, what's uh, what's the age gap between these three Barrett brothers here? Wikipedia master? Yeah. I think Jordy's the old, or you said no. Bodie's, Bodie's, the, Bodie's the oldest. Yeah, Bodie's the oldest. So it goes Bodie and then Jordy, Jordy Scott. No, Scott and then Jordy. Okay. Okay. So Jordy's the youngest. Jordy's yeah. the youngest. Yeah. So much upside. And you know, I think there is actually a few more Barretts that have been on the like New <laughs> they're, Zealand they're rugby. They're they the might even have one brother rugby. that's just like a rinser and doesn't even play rugby anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's the Cooper Manning. Yeah, of the uh, Barrett family. Honestly, I think they have one. I, I think there is a Barrett who is yeah. in the mix. Well, we're not, um, he runs, not on the he scene. runs the family business. Yeah, not on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get him on rugby pick him to give us dirt on all his brothers. Um, broker. But who are our two pups of the twenty twenty Hurricanes team? As a matter of fact, Mickey, I'm pretty sure you've played and you know a young MLR star who has made his way back into Super. Yeah, so Obviously, before we started cooking full-time, I spent a little bit of time with the Glendale Raptors, and we were lucky enough to have... Just a little. Yeah, we are lucky enough to have Murphy um, Murphy Tatamai come over and play number eight for us. So, he's been in the Blues region for the last, ooh, I think. Yeah, he played for North Harbour, and then made, played for the Blues in 2016. He's got like 12, 12 caps. Yeah, and so this is his first year... Um, oh, check that, 19 caps. Yeah, playing for the Canes. Um, so, fuck, I'm excited for him, to be honest. Um, it was cool having him out in Glendale. Um, I know he loved going out to the to the Grizzly Rose for a country dance, mm-hmm. um, finding companions out there. It's a classy joint, mate. You yeah. have to ask permission for a dance. Yeah. So yeah, but he's he's um he's 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 come back to New Zealand and he's um picked up picked up a contract with the Canes. So it's pretty exciting for him. And it's pretty exciting for MLR, oh. right, to have a player who's played over here go and, and crush and super. Like yeah. that's great for MLR. We got another young pup, Salesi Rayasi. Salesi Rayasi. Um, he was a New Zealand sevens boy last year, um, and was like super impressive on that international sevens series. Um, he played, and then he played the next season for Auckland Motor Team Cup. And he got picked up by the Canes pretty pretty quickly after that. So he's one of those dudes that's had to pick 15s over 7s to play Super Rugby instead of going on the circuit. Gold medal or maybe a World Yeah, Cup. but he's like a big, young, like Julian, like a Julian Savier-ish kind of player. So um, 
Oh, I hope he gets a hope he gets a Douglas season because it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he goes. And there's another guy who's not uh, shy in total super caps, but he is a pup when it comes to Hurricanes caps. Cobus Van Wick, yeah, finds his way over to the island. What's yeah. he doing over in New Zealand? I don't know why, but I've seen him that one game that he started in the in the regular Super Rugby season. I think he might have scored a. Patrick for the Hurricanes, but he was pretty impressive. He just looks like a big, like, beefy South African winger. Yeah. But the thing is, like, okay, say you grew up in South Africa and you love Super and you were part of the blue, the Bulls program and you just don't cut it. Like, isn't it so worth it to go spread your wings somewhere else? Yeah, like, right. I think that's how these guys end up in New Zealand. They're just like, oh, you know what? I'm not getting selected for my – curry cup team or my provincial team like let me just see what another culture is like yeah what well, i'm sure a lot of those guys probably get feedback from coaches you know they're professionals that are interested why am i not getting picked over this guy and they'll be like you look you need to go and work on this in the off season and maybe it's something like physicality or maybe it's something like ball handling skills and they're like where's the best place that i can develop these skills and they come <laughs> to New Zealand. Is the money comparable amongst all three? I think Super Rugby. I think Super Rugby is pretty even between all three, right? Well, Obviously, well, Super Rugby can't compete with like the, the Northern Hemisphere, right? You know, in the era of the Super Fifteen, did they have a, a team-based salary cap that you know kept kept things on an equal playing field, if you will? John, I think it's like MLR. You have a cap on paper, but you can make a player happy with everything you do off paper, sure, right? Sure. Luxury housing, no-show jobs, mm-hmm. get the wife and pull it's a job. It's a bit different. To, I'm also not 100% sure, but it's different because um, the NZRU and Sanzar Rugby is in control of... They own Sanzar all their rugby. player contracts, right? Yeah, so it's... Um, like USA Rugby isn't involved in the MLR. Please. And they shouldn't be. <laughs> and no, right, so but if you just think about how that like, they, line up, they, line up, they line up next to each other. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, man. It's like New Zealand has it dialed. They know how to send players to the right spot. And I think they always keep it where they own 51% of the, the provinces. And they allow corporations to buy up forty nine percent. Yeah. So they're still always the decision makers. But I wish we could all do it like the Kiwis. On to the Chiefs, the region uh, that follows the Chiefs. The Bay. Chiefs Mana. Chiefs Mana. We got the Bay of Plenty, counties Manukau, King County, Taranaki, Thames Valley, and Waikato. Did I nail it? Yeah, you nailed it. Nailed it. I think. Um... Yeah, Bay Plenty and and Waikato are probably the two strongest followings for that for that Chiefs region. And I know from my experiences, like the Maori get up for the Chiefs. Yeah, like, yeah, that's how you have Chiefs mana. Yeah, that Chief, yeah Chiefs mana. I think also the um, like Bay of Plenty Waikato area is um, strongly rooted in Maori culture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously mana is a Maori word, which is. Um, been translated into their spectators and it's kind of been brought on but yeah that's we would also say that there is a contingent of like country farmers and fishermen uh, in Taranaki that get up for the chiefs and in Waikato kind of, in Waikato as well it's like just living in rural New Zealand and, and getting up and getting out to Hamilton when they can uh, let's and talk about their titles just quickly like we just talked about mana it's a Maori word uh, hard word to translate um 
but uh, the word mana comes with like a lot of prestige and like a high respect for the character. You know, if you if you're saying that someone has got mana, you would be holding that person in a high like, regard, a high respect. Yeah. So yeah, the chief's mana is I think uh, like a prestigious way for those chief supporters to show able. love to their team. Yeah. And you know, if you've read James Kerr's Legacy, which uh, we just interviewed Cole Zarconi last week, MLR Draft coming next weekend. Check it out if you haven't already. But he said during COVID, he's, he's taking business classes and they had him reading uh, James Kerr's Legacy, which any Kiwi would know is just an all-time book. It talks about mana. It talks about respect and just having that general sense of like, uh, your mana is your the respect that you've garnered amongst people. Either way, Mickey, let's talk about these titles. Uh, the Chiefs are one and two. Again, a South African team would kill for three finals. <laughs> uh, they got smoked by the the Bulls in 2009. Uh, the only real stretch of Super Rugby that South Africa dominated was the Bulls mini dynasty in the late 2000s after the Crusaders. Both so, stains. Yeah, the yeah. Chiefs were unfortunately on the, the bad end of a whooping in the final. Uh, but three years later, they would go on to beat the Shocks 37-6 and the Brumbies the following year 27-22. So it's like every year you t- you think New Zealand is down and out, one of these five franchises just fucking goes the distance and, and tells Super Rugby Australia and Super Rugby South Africa, don't forget who's in charge. Yeah. Like, New Zealand has dominated. We'll get to the Crusaders, but in general, New Zealand's like in every final. Yeah, like, it's you, very rare to have a non-New Zealand final. Yeah, you look at the 2012-2013 team. You can remember like there was like a young Brad Weber, Cruden at his peak, playing with All Blacks, Sonny Bill in the centres at at like the peak of his rugby career, uh, like young Sam Kane coming up. So if you you know, you look at 2012, 2013, it like makes sense at that time. Oh, who is the winger? Um, it's the current Nani, stars. Nani Williams. Oh, Nana. Yeah, Nani Williams. <laughs> you know, that was that, that was, that was their glory years. Though. Not to mention the, the Guzla, who was actually taking the 2020 season off. If you don't know who the Guzla is, it's Brody Retallick. Is he taking it off? I, I thought yeah. he was on the squad list. The last report I heard was he just said, I'm doing Japan, and I don't want to put my body through. Oh, that's a shame. Super. And you know what, Mickey, I kind of respect him because everybody's rushing back to be the only show in town, which, again, respect to New Zealand's government for getting this show on the road. But there's got to be a lot of rugby players out there that should admit this break has been amazing for their body. And, and maybe Brody Retallick's one of them. Maybe he just likes his Japanese contract. Right, <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'll stay in Japan as long as they're paying me close to a million dollars a year. Let's jump into the teams. Two stars. Angus Tavau. Angus Tavau. Found out he's our beloved Denver hero, Atom Malifa's cousin, which was a funny thing to, to find out about. But that kind of made sense to me because Atta's like a pretty hardworking always been a leader whether it's been Raptors or Barbo stuff um, around in, in Denver and USA rugby circles and uh, from what I've seen from Angus Tarval and all black circles and the chief circles he's like their cultural leader guy always playing the guitar and like singing around 
So, uh, yeah, I thought that was funny when Arthur said that he was his cousin. I was like, that make, makes sense, bro. He's got caps all over uh, Bro, he league. does, hey. Where's he, like, rebel? Oh. You ready? 38 for Auckland before he got his nod. Then 50 for Just the Blues. another Auckland town that spread his wings. <laughs> <laughs> then 34 for Taranaki. Then he goes over, does a stint with the Waratahs. Yeah, 22 the caps. Northern subs, 12 caps. And then 32 for the Chiefs. This guy is a unit. If you want a prop that's consistent, look no further. But hey, and Angus. Oh, wait. We're actually going to have John do this full name. In okay. The, in the mic. Here we go. Angus Wilkie Fayumio Laumau Tava'ayo. Oh, man. That was fun. So, hey, the interesting thing about Tavao is that he, that was cool. he was a journeyman and played at all those places like. All those teams before he was selected for the All Blacks. He was only selected for the All Blacks two years ago. So he played all those games for Auckland, moved around to Aussie, came back to New Zealand, had a good season with the Chiefs, and then got picked up by the All Blacks. So he wasn't he wasn't rewarded for a, for a long time. That's the struggle we were talking about before. Is just sitting there playing your best rugby, saying Steve Hansen, like you know, I have you have my number, like call me. Um, Another star for this team is hands down Damo McKenzie, Damian McKenzie, little Damian, little Damo. Yeah, I'm actually super excited to see him and Cruden on the field together, eh? Because I feel like Cruden's like a little, you know, he's like a little fly on the field as well. Gets himself out of like he's situations. not going to bump a seven. Yeah, yeah, right. But he'll spin it wide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they're both just exciting, exciting dudes, and um, obviously Damon's been injured since the World Cup. So Got it, mate. anyone who's a Damo fan is he's been out of action for a while. I have a good Damo story actually as well. Um, I don't know him personally, but a lot of the, my mates went to Dunedin University, where a lot of his friends also went, and there was one year at New Year's. Um, where I seen him at early hours in the morning throwing down some cricket bowls on the beach, having a <laughs> having a having a little a little bent bat. Yeah. That's good. Oh, no. Dump and the album. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he is the ultimate joystick, the ultimate stepper. The first time I saw him play live was actually when the Maori All Blacks came and whipped up on the Eagles. Uh, it was the rugby weekend or whatever, and Pinkelman, Logan, and I took the subway out from Chicago just to watch our Eagles get spanked, like 50 to 14. And Damo McKenzie just had his way with the whole group. Another who just missed our two stars for the Chiefs was uh, Brad Weber. Yeah, Brad Weber. I mean, we will... We've talked about TJ and Aaron Smith. It's going to be the greatest nine battle we've ever seen for the yeah. next 10 weeks. And hey, like just as much chance as TJ has to to get that spot as the number one. Um, I think if Brad Weber's strong in these next eight weeks, he's probably like just as likely to break break that barrier, right? What I love about Brad Weber, Weber, his chat won, but he makes a pass and he knows the guy is going to break the line and he crawls up that guy's ass mm. for the offload. Mm. Brad Weber scores so many tries because he knows when his pass is right, he's like, yep, that guy's going to break the line. I might as well get downfield. Uh, more to come from old Wibbs and the Chiefs. Who are our two pups on the Chiefs? Um, so Sam McNichol is new kind of back into the scene. 
He's uh, spent some time with the Crusaders, spent some time in the Northern Hemisphere, and he's a lecturer. Blonde hair, like very quick, and he's a he's had like a few good Mighty Ten Cup seasons, but hasn't played Super Rugby for a long time because of uh, leg injuries. I think knee injuries with him. Uh, but I think if he gets uh, some opportunity this season, he'll probably show his worth. And then uh, another young pup for for the Chiefs is Sean Stevenson. So. He was at Auckland Grammar, that rival school, Taylor Howden School as well. They produced a lot of good footy players. Um, but he moved down to Waikato, and he's been down with the Chiefs for the last three years. And I think he's probably one of their more slippery um, outside backs. He's like an exciting dude to watch when he's got uh, a little bit of space. He's got a very educated boot for a, for a young player as well. He's so, got the shakes. Yeah. You know? He's got the slippery he one wet. slippery, yeah. <laughs> just missed on our two pups uh, for the Chiefs. Orban Ledger. Just yeah. A, just a great name. <laughs> just a young kid who has uh, 20 caps for County's Manukau, seven for the Blues, two for the Chiefs. So, so just another, he's a center. He's another, just a 23-year-old center circulating. Another Auckland talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern. <laughs> our, our two randos for the Chiefs. Gotta give love to the Canadian. John, how you doing, eh? We got Tyler Ardron. You gotta love to see a Canuck, you know, tier two guy making a difference in super. Well, I'm not going to say anything because his accent is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a tall kind of X-Factor player who, you know, it's tough to really jump off the page in a World Cup when you're Tier 2 and you're getting slaughtered. Uh, This guy's 28, 6'4", 240. That's 110 kg for you down in NZ. Uh, But the guy just balls and he is about to sign a Fat Stacks contract in France. So congratulations to Tyler Ardron after his Chiefs 2020 season. Um, Castre is, is, is that how you say it in French? Castre. 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 You, hardly, you hardly touch the R-E, man. It's Castre. Either way, Castre is going to pay big money for Tyler, so we're happy to see a Tier 2 guy. Fuck the tiers, Bill Beaumont. Our other Randa is T. Tailroy. Tahu Rio Rangi. Tahu Rio Rangi, yeah. Nice. Um, What's he like? Tahu Rio Rangi. I think he was a rugby league player before he came to the Union. So even though he's a halfback, he's got like... Got a lot of league yeah, with he's, a shoulder. Yeah, all aggressive. And you can see he's like a halfback. He's always got his hand... Like Aaron Smith's always got his hands up. He's ready for like a bit of contact. He's always like bouncing on his toes. Pretty exciting. Exciting player. He's unlucky as well to be behind Brad Weber... Um, who's obviously fighting for top spot in All Blacks. Couple more randos for the Chief. Mitchell Karpik. Karpik. His dad was my uh, teacher at King's College, so I know Karpik pretty there well. There you go. <laughs> Kenny Naholo. Kenny? That's Waisaki Naholo's little brother. He's, he's going to be a little legend, I reckon. My favorite Waisaki Naholo story is going, Naholo. Uh, he, going into the 2015 World Cup, he broke his leg... He returned to Fiji, and his shaman healer healed it, and he still made the team. It was, I think, it he was, probably kept Hansen in touch the whole time. He's like, I think "Here's my report weeks. from my shaman. I'm on recovery. <laughs> I'm on a good path." Yeah, I think it was three weeks, bro. He went, he went to Fiji with a broken leg and came back three weeks later. He played two games of Super Rugby, and then Steve Hansen was like, "Look, he's fit. We can pick him, so we're going to yeah. pick him." 
Yeah, and it paid off. We're gonna rugby pick. We're gonna rugby pick him. Let's move on to the South Island. And tomorrow we're or tomorrow tonight, literally in one hour, we're gonna watch the Chiefs and Highlanders. The Otago Highlanders. The region is North Otago, Otago, and Southland. The fan base is rural folk. But Mickey, you also said that it's kind of party university yeah, down there. I have a lot of a lot of my friends. I think probably like ninety percent of my high school mates went down after high school go to Otago for university. Um, so that university is filled with people from all over the country, and they're all from different areas, and they've got their own teams that they support. But I think the one thing that everyone can get together in Otago for is to support the Highlanders. So that. It's a pretty good party culture down there, I think. Is the game there tonight? It is. It's at Foresight Bar. Foresight Bar. They call it the zoo, bro. They call it the zoo because it's all the all the students go down there and they have cheap beers and they have a DJ down in the stadium. So it's uh it's a good it's a good footy culture down there and I think when they're doing well it's probably pretty fun to be in that stadium. Well you know what, if you've eradicated COVID then your college kids deserve a chance to get on the piss. To get loose, yeah. yeah. Uh they're one and one in title games. Again, a South African team would kill for those records, but uh, not great in New Zealand rugby history. Uh, lost a close one, again, to the Crusaders in their run, um, but they beat the Hurricanes in 2015. Uh, Aaron Smith, big part of that. We got two stars, Joshi Oani. Joshi, another piece of Auckland rugby talent. Unfortunately... Tweaked his hammy right yeah. before kick. So he's got to be gutted. Yeah, man. he'll be gutted. I'm gutted about that as well. By the but, way, that's my favorite New Zealand line. It's is just it? gutted. gutted. Yeah. Man, I'm gutted. It paints a good picture that way. You know? <laughs> Sometimes it's the only word I yeah. can use to describe it. I feel. Um, yeah, Josh is out. Mitch Hunt will come in and do well. He's come from the Crusaders. Um, he, this is his first year at the Highlanders. Did I tell you I was at the Mitchell Hunt drop goal game? Oh, you were too. We have had that conversation, I think. I probably bragged on it in the podcast yeah. like five times. So <laughs> the fan base is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Shannon Frizzell as well, I think is going to be a big star this year. Yeah, bro. Obviously an all black, um, pretty versatile. They've got Parry Parry Parkinson and they're at lock. I don't know if they're going to play him at lock or play him in Lucy's. But He's a young pop, man. Yeah. And uh, who's our other young pop? Uh, Tiriki Ben Nicholas. He's another King's College boy. Um, he was our number eight at, at high school and he's a, a good, a real good bloke. He's like always... Does he buy rounds at the pub or does he wait around until someone buys him around? Nah, nah. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be buying... He'll be buying... Alright, I'm just checking up on uh, yeah. Ben Nicholas. Yeah, Teddy, nah, Teddy, he's a <laughs> generous man. He'll be right. <laughs> Alright, two randos for the Highlanders. Uh, we got Jesse Parete. Jesse Parete is like pretty rough around the edges. Good. Um, he's come from Waikato, so he's got a bit of Chiefs money just flowing through his blood naturally. Um, and I think that part of the coach, you know, part of the coaching staff's strategy to get him down to Newton was to bring some of that, some of that fierceness down there with him. What do you know about Scott Gregory? Scott Gregory, oh, that's uh, pretty similar to Siali Rousey. So he's a Simmons boy um, who's just been pulled into Super Rugby and he's had to make his decision. If he wants to go for that gold medal in the sevens or play 15s and he's chosen to be in this Highlanders squad so 
it'll be interesting to see how he goes in the 15s game compared to that, you know, open, open sevens format. Mickey, what's crazy is if your name is big enough, Sonny Bill, you can do both. Yeah, right, exactly. Poor guy tore his Achilles trying to do it, but... Uh, There's another guy in the in the Highlanders, Villamoni Kuroi, who's probably one of the most promising sevens plays for New Zealand. I think you'll see him on the bench tonight for the Highlanders, but they've got a, a few of those young sevens boys who will be fun fun to watch come to fruition. All right, the game's about to start. We're running late on time, <laughs> but we have to end with the Canterbury Crusaders. Yeah. The greatest super rugby franchise of all time. There's absolutely no arguing. I'm only a fan because my mate, Will Jennings, put me on him. Uh, probably back in 2014, he's like, listen, if you want to follow Super, this is the best franchise. And it's easy to say that as a fan base who has done nothing but win. But when we talk about this region, we're talking about Canterbury, Buller County, Mid-Canterbury, South Canterbury, Tasman, mate, and the West Coast. Just so much rugby history. Mickey, where does all the talent come from? Because I know Christchurch has rugby powerhouses just like Auckland. Yeah. Um, Tell yeah, us so a that, bit about Canterbury County and where their power comes so from. So that I think all the crew, all the Crusaders have had that. They've had a great academy both at Canterbury for my team camp, but also Tasman. Um, Tasman rugby have been one of the more successful. Mighty Ten Cup teams in the last like six years. The Makos. The Marcos, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Tasman Marcos. Who recently did an MLR tour. Yeah, they did too. Um, but they Good on you, mate. Very, a very inexperienced team they brought over. Who there. cares? Um, show but you know, you, hey, you'll, you'll find a, lo- a lot of those Tasman guys, if they're not playing on the Crusaders, they've been scooped up by other franchises. So I think whatever uh, culture, work ethic they've got going on at Tasman is something they like at the Crusaders. And to the other New Zealand counties, if you want to do a tour to the States, it's worth it. Come. Your boys will be so much more cultured. We'll send them home cultured, mate. And maybe you can teach our rugby players a thing or two. But Mix, it's hard to argue this fan base. I'll just give you a generalization of my boy, Will Jennings. He's a country boy. He's a country bumpkin. Loves his mullet. Loves his mustache. And he loves his Crusaders. Um... They used to play at Jade Park, or as people or lace would like to call it by its proper name, Lancaster Park. Lancaster, yeah. Mickey, I'm glazing over the fact that they have won 10 Super Rugby Championships. Unbelievable. They've lost four. They've been to 14 of the 20 finals. Literally a disgusting record would make every New Zealand fan base jealous. Within an 11-year period, they went to nine finals and won seven of them. Could you They're, think of a team in any other league that has that kind of record, other than, say, like the 1960s and 70s Celtics? For a while, the Yankees had a stretch, but even now, it's diluted. Right? Sure. Baseball has a 100-year history. Super Rugby is 20 years, and the Crusaders have been in 14 finals. That's almost 75% of the finals. It's insane what they've done. Up the sword, mate. You see my uh, my little Crusaders flag here. I'm flying it. Call me a front runner, um, but I-, I love it. I love Scotty Barrett. I love Richard Mwanga. I love the direction we're headed in. Three in a row and counting. Razor Scott Robertson. He does a break dance after every final. Mickey, who are our two stars of the 2020 Crusaders? Stars, I think, is going to be Scotty Barrett and Richie Mwanga. Both all that experience coming into. 
the latest the latest stages of their uh, careers, and I think it's going to be time for them to take over. Make or break year for Richie, considering in All Blacks culture, if you don't win a World Cup, you're on the hot seat. Richie was selected week in, week out as the 10. They didn't win the World Cup. Granted, I think they ran into a stacked England team, but... In, the, in Kiwi world, you're on the hot seat if you don't win a World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Who are two pups? Uh, Brad Maynor, uh has been a little bit more quiet than uh, some of the other some of the other Crusaders stars. And then our Ollie Jaeger, who's the Irishman, who's come over and tried to be like Joe Moody. I love it. This guy's 6'4", 260, just an Irish scrum specialist. You know, I don't, I haven't even seen his film. Maybe he's amazing in the open field, but if I know Irish props, it's probably not the case. Let's go to our two randos. I'm just going to throw names at you right now. Mickey, tell me what you think about Colin Grace. Colin Grace, young ginger. He was super promising in those first few rounds of Super Rugby. I seriously think he might be an all-black in the future. Tom Christie. Tom Christie. Tough boots to fill with the exodus of uh, Richie and Matt Todd in that seven jersey for the Crusaders, but I think he's doing a great job. Jack Goodhue. Jack Goodhue, another awesome talent, might I add, <laughs> uh, made his way down south. Um, yeah, Jack actually used to play seven in all our young rep teams. Um, so he's found his, found his feet out at 12 and he's gone, gone well. And we're well past our two randos, but I'll throw Cody Taylor out there and just say, when I went to the 2015 World Cup, this guy was like the third hooker off the bench and still crushed it. I mean, just like, he is a stud playing behind Colsey. Um, I see big things in Cody Taylor. I think he could be an all-black hooker for a long time. Love it. Uh, Fergus Burke. Fergus Burke, another one. Uh, he's a young bat. Hasn't really had too much opportunity to prove himself. Had a good minor 10 cup, but yeah, we'll see how he goes. Ethan Roots. Oh, fuck. I got it wrong. Ethan Roots is the M MMA guy. He's the, he's the <laughs> MMA guy from Northland. So yeah, Ethan Roots, I think he's a hard, hard gun. Here we go. Uh, Will Jordan. Will Jordan. I love Will Jordan. He's a spicy. He actually looks a little bit like you, Bisha. You should look him up. Right. He's got a... Yeah, he's pretty slippery out there on the way. Young, energetic. All right, Mickey, we're going to wrap up as we head towards the kickoff of Super Rugby Altero 2020. Cannot be more excited. Uh, what is the fiercest Super Rugby rivalry? I think uh, Blues versus Crusaders. Just as a Blues fan, that game's always resonated deeply with me. Yeah. I'm sure every franchise thinks that the Crusaders are their rival, and the Crusaders probably think that every franchise is not on their level. What is Mickey's favorite rugby memory? I'll, uh, I'll leave you with that link, but I think um, either the 2012 Kings Grammar game, the big rivalry in New Zealand high school rugby, or uh, Playing in the, the D1A Sevens Nationals with Lyndon Wood in uh, 2015. What is Mickey's favorite super rugby memory? Was uh, being at that final in 2003, watching Xavier Rush lift that super rugby uh, trophy. It's been a long, long time since we've seen that. And what's the future of super? We know South Africa is leaving. Yeah, I think... Uh, those poor Haguares. Where are they going to play? Provincial tournaments. Maybe the Haguares could find their way into the MLR. 
Um, who knows, man? I think there's a lot of room for creativity. In, you, uh, you heard it here. Haguaris MLR 2022. Yeah, a lot of room for creativity in the rebuild of the international rugby game. Thank you, um, Bateman. Love it. We got to go watch the game. That is your rugby pick'em, Super Rugby Ataroa 2020 preview featuring Mickey Bateman. Cheers and me. Pick'em! Was uh, being at that final in 2003, watching Xavier Rush lift that Super Rugby uh, trophy. It's been a long, long time since we've seen that. Jesse Parati is like pretty rough around the edges. Good. We're going to rugby pick him. Damien's been injured since the World Cup. So Got it. Castre is, is is that how you say it in French? Castre. 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 Two stars. Two pups. Two stars. Two pups. Two stars. Two pups. Two stars. Two pups. Two randos. What's his nickname? Mass. Big Mass. Big Mass. Yeah, Big Mass. I'll never be an all black. Holy shit, Sherlock. Throw a couple names at you. Ten seconds. Ethan DeGroot. Ethan DeGroot is a MMA fighter from Northland who's got his first rugby contract down for uh, Super Rugby with the Highlanders. So hopefully we see a bit of scrappiness out of him. What do you know about Chris Corridrani? Chris Corridrani is... He's got a famous brother, Tavita Corridrani, and he plays on the wing. He's very... Um, so wait, I thought Tavita Corandrani was Australian. Yes, bro, they've got the same father, but different mothers. Yeah, but he's there, bro. He's got that. He's got the rugby blood running through him too. Lastly, what do you know about uh, Tavita Nabura? Tavita Nabura. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's a he's a Fijian. Plays uh, Lucy's uh, hard play. You know that one. Love it. We'll see him on the highlight <laughs> Love it. Let your freak flag. Let your freak flag fly. Oh, yes. <laughs> Reach out that one. You ready? Shout out to Littlewood Rugby, my little home for the last uh, four years before coming out to Denver. Mass, big mass. Big mass. Yeah, big mass. Two pups. Two stars. Pops to randos. Yeah, I think he's probably one of their more slippery um, outside backs. He's like an exciting dude to watch when he's got uh, a little bit of space. He's oh well, who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Know your role.